Hey everyone, welcome to the Behind the Scenes Podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Audrey. And on this podcast, we share the messy, honest, unfiltered, and not so curated parts of our life. Think of this podcast as a bunch of bloopers with some truth bombs sprinkled throughout. That's right. We're going to be taking you behind the scenes of our daily routines, our social media feeds, and what you may or may not have seen on TV. We're going to be talking relationships, family, faith, business, basically whatever we are learning about, fighting about, or laughing about lately. We're going to be sharing our daily life, our struggles, successes, and our roses and thorns from each week. And we don't want this podcast to just be about us. So we're also going to go behind the scenes with some of the people who inspire us the most. We hope this podcast feels like you're joining us for a campfire. Come hang out. So today's episode of Behind the Scenes Podcast, we have some guests on the show that you may know. Um, We are talking with Jana Kramer and her husband, Mike. Mike and Jana have just an awesome story, and we were just super encouraged by their vulnerability and their honesty, and you're going to want to definitely listen to this episode if you've ever just been through a really rough spot in your relationship, Um, specifically if you've ever struggled with infidelity um, or trust issues or how to regain trust and rebuild trust in your relationship. Um, So definitely tune in. Um, They have just lots of insightful, encouraging things to share. You may know Jana. She is also a big time country singer and you also might know her from the TV show One Tree Hill. She is an entrepreneur herself and the co-founder of Moms with Babes Boxes. And of course, Mike and Jana have their own podcast together called Wind Down. And Jared and I had the chance to be (laughs) on that that podcast uh, a few weeks back while we were on book tour in Los Angeles. And it was just so fun to connect with them in real life. So really excited to have them on the show today. And we know that you guys are going to love it. All right. Here's our conversation with Mike and Jana. All right, Jana and Mike. Hi. It's a pleasure having you. Hey, hey guys. Thank, thank you so much, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah we're definitely. stoked. We're stoked to be swapping podcasts too, I think. Oh, if I know. To say that. Yeah, absolutely. I know <laughs> yeah. we're so excited to have you on Wind Down too. It's going to be awesome. Yes, so good. So yeah, good. it'll be good. Well, thank you guys so much for being on. And we're just excited to talk to you guys about all things love story and marriage and relationships and just all that. But before we dive in, we wanted to give you guys a chance to just, for our listeners that don't know who you are, um, which that's probably Very possible. <laughs> fewer, fewer than, yeah. um, but just give us a quick like state of the union, who you guys are, where you live, what you do. Well, <laughs> Michael, would you like to go first? Go ahead, honey. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm from, and forgive my nose. Sorry, I just am getting over a head cold. Um, yeah, no um, worries. I am from Michigan, and I we're living right now in Los Angeles, but uh, we're moving back to Nashville. But I think what people probably know me from the most is I was on One Tree Hill. I did that for a couple of years, and then worked my way into country music. Did that for. And I'm still releasing songs, but I've uh, got two platinum selling singles in the country world. So that's been awesome. Boom. And uh, <laughs> had to drop that little platinum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, Worthy of some praise thanks. there. Absolutely. But, but now, I mean, yes. you know, I'm kind of doing everything. I'm still acting. I'm still singing. I'm still, you know, I have obviously a podcast with my husband and we have some really exciting things coming up. But I think for me, my favorite job is I'm a mom to two beautiful kids. And I nice. love, I love sharing that life. 
Baby. So yeah. Well said, honey. Yes. Uh, myself, <laughs> I am Janice's husband. Oh, you're more than that, babe. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> for me, uh, I played in the NFL for five years. Um, that was my profession at a young age. And I was fortunate and blessed enough to spend the amount of time I did doing that and living out my dream. Um, towards yeah. the end of my career is when I met Jana and kind of from that I retired and, and got into the medical sales field for a little bit. And, but now we live in Los Angeles. I'm from East coast. I'm from Virginia, Northern Virginia, just outside DC. But, uh, but now with Jana and I just kind of building a brand together, I, I left the medical cool. medical field and just kind of dove cool. into to the podcast and, and everything yeah. else that we're doing, you know, it started off me just kind of coming on on her podcast every now and then, just kind of for fun. And it, it we realized we had something there, and it turned into, and yeah. you know, we got a lot of traction, and, and people really took to our uh, authenticity and vulnerability with our story, and you know, we yes. just kind of embraced it. So that's where we're at now. And awesome. so you guys, it's your guys' podcast together, right? And do you have guests on the show too? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we okay, we uh interview some celebrities we interview a lot of therapists yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. i love that yeah and you know anything kind of in that realm from relationships to fitness to to life to just you know parenting, parenting. anything i mean it really nothing awesome. nothing's off limits for us we try to keep it you know i'm sure like you guys you try to keep it in brand yes. a little bit yeah, um, yeah you know we obviously every now and then you have somebody that gets booked and you don't really know the correlation, but it's a good it's a good opportunity to you to know, learn to learn and experience yeah. other people and and to find totally. find a connection with another human being who might be doing something completely different than what you what you do or what you're interested in. So it's fun, right? I yeah, definitely. And that's that's arguably one of the lost arts of society these days, right? Is being no, no able question. to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, <seriously. laughs> no question. That you know, it's might just, not. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally. It, especially <laughs> we were where were we the other day. I mean, I looked up and every single person was on their phone and I was just like, what yeah. happened? Oh my God. Oh, yeah. What was like, I what know. was the time before cell phones? Like people would actually be talking, right? We were at the Crabtree's house, but it was oh, yeah. literally everyone was on their phone. I was just like, this is sad. Yeah. For sure. We like yeah, have we, a date night rule. Where, like, yeah. We have this whole actually <laughs> chapter in our book where we just talk about what the phone is doing to love stories. It's crazy. Because like, in five years... I mean, we're going to look back and be like, whoa, how did we not see that coming? Mm -hmm. It's but, so uh, true. We, when does your book come out? April 2nd. Yay. Coming up. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I think it will up. be out by the time this uh, airs. Yeah, I'm by the time sure. this airs, it'll, it'll probably be out for a so, couple of weeks by now. But yes. So are you, um, do you actually write love letters in, or what is it, like the premise? Sorry, I know this is, we're so yeah, sweet. No, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, okay. Just a little quick refresh. Totally, yeah. So... Yeah, flip it. the script, That's right? Good. A love letter life. So it, it, the title has letter in it, but long story short, we want pe we want to inspire and ignite people to write beautiful, one of a kind uh, love stories. We believe that everyone's love story is the primary avenue in which we get to demonstrate not just love for each other, but love for Christ to the world. And it's just this beautiful display we get we get to do, and there's a lot that can be done through that. But the love letters come through. Um, well, first of all, we do still write letters, but we did three years of long distance and we wanted to write letters because it seemed just more meaningful than texting each other. And then that kind of translated into like, well, wow, like the letters are really meaningful. And um, we want our love story to be like a love letter, intentional, thoughtful, patient, sometimes inconvenient, but worth it, valuable mm -hmm. and treasured. And so 
that's kind of where the title came from. But I love that. And I have so many questions, but you're going to have to listen to Wind Down yeah. to hear the answers. Yeah, yeah <laughs> there that's, we go. Right. that's right. That's there right. we go. Yeah. Okay, so now so flip we, the script yeah. back on you guys. <laughs> we want to get into your guys' <laughs> no. story here, but Nashville, why are you guys moving back to Nashville? Because we love Nashville. Uh, <laughs> I just want to know why. We love it so much. Yeah, we love it. Music? After, after spending, not even really, no, after spending two years, we, sp- we spent three years there together. Jana lived there for like six years. The last three was with me. And cool. we've been in Los Angeles now two years. And after we had just we had just kind of do a reset button for for, for yeah. Mike and I. We're like, we just want fresh memories, right. fresh starts. Mm-hmm. So we're like, let's yeah. go to let's go to LA. And then things yeah. kind of started changing for me a little bit. And I'm just like, man, like we we love Nashville. All our friends are there. It's a great yeah. way of living. Yeah, you know, we're used to we were raised a certain way. You know, we we're raised where you could hop on your bike and ride it to your friend's house. Well, you can't yeah. do that in Los Angeles. No, And so, no. you know, just like anybody, you want the positive things in your life as a child and your upbringing, you want that for your kids. You want to mirror that. Mm, so little definitely. things like that, Jana and I just had, you know, we had many discussions about it. It's like, what do we want for our kids? And when we had right. number, number two on the way is when we really started thinking about it. We're like, if we don't do this in the near future, next thing you know, it's five years later and we're stuck out here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so we, really, we really wanted to, to kind of make that move and, and make that decision. And then when we looked at Zillow, we were like, that's what we can afford <laughs> there versus yes. here. Yeah. We're like, holy yeah. crap. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's yeah. like, I don't know if you guys know this too, but it's crazy out here in Oregon. Like, I mean, we lived in LA and obviously LA is a different beast of its own, but well, real I like estate to say- here in Oregon is out of this world insane. We go anywhere and we're like, there's no way yeah. you can buy a house for that. Oh yeah, and it's just so wild. Like the West Coast is just oh yeah, know, something it's crazy. About it. I mean, we never would have been able to afford the house that we're building, you know, no. there here, and to have it look the same. So we're yeah, crazy. and again, just the schools are going to be so amazing. They're mm-hmm. all public yeah. and beautiful and mm-hmm. rated and <laughs> fantastic. So we're just we're pumped. Awesome, excited for you guys. That's awesome. Yes. Well, hey, let's let's dive into your guys' love story a little bit. We kind of want to give you some space here to just tell us. I guess we'll pick up where we left off. You guys met, and you, Mike, you were still playing football, you mm-hmm. said, I believe. So, mm-hmm. like, how did you guys start dating? What's that process look like? When did you get engaged? Was it a long engagement? Yeah, Lead it, us all. Yeah. <laughs> Lead us up to now. Yeah, classic <laughs> classic love story. Um, you know, I, I slid into her DMs on Twitter. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, modern day love story. And yeah. so to fast forward through that, I mean, we connected via via Twitter. Uh, four days later, I flew out to a show to see her. And kind of the rest was history from that point on. I mean, it was a, nice. we had a very accelerated timeline and we just fell for each other hard quick. And I mean, it was after 10 days we said, I love you. Um at that time, I'd gotten released from the Buffalo Bills and signed with the Redskins. And so then I got hurt in Washington at the beginning of the season. And I was like, well, you know, we like where this is going. We had some issues that did come up. But ultimately, I was like, I want to spend my life with you. I'm going to move to Nashville. Wow. And so we did that. And that was in September, October, September, October, December. We got engaged. May, we what got year? Uh, December of 14. Nice. Yeah. December 14, we got engaged. May of 15, we got married. A month later, we found out we were pregnant. Wow. So oh, wow. this was all basically any major life decision you can make. We so made, you did we have made, an accelerated time. We made it in like 12 months. So. <laughs> you, yeah. did, you did have an accelerated timeline. <laughs> yes. yes we did. That's a lot to digest in one year. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was it was a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, it was it yeah. was a lot, but I think like I mean I I definitely 
you know, I kind of knew at that point, I'm like, all right, I'm in my thirties. I know what I want. Like there's, I just yeah. feel like when you know, it's like, there's just no time. Like, especially with my eggs too. I'm like, they're dying up. You know, I'm like, if you're either the one or you're not move on. <laughs> like, let's hmm. go. Yeah. Let's, let's start making some babies. Yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah. That's she amazing. knew, she knew what she wanted. And I was a, a late 20, I was like, we're 28. Yeah, you're, you're my little boys. So I was, I was still, you know, <laughs> figuring some things out in my life, and obviously transitioning to out of a, the only career For I ever sure. knew. So, right. but like Jana said, That's she knew huge. what she wanted. She's like, kind of get on the boat or get out. <laughs> and were you guys very like talkative? Like at that point, were you just like pro communicators right off the bat, or was it, you know, uh, like how did you kind of get to the point of knowing all this so quickly? Um. We, or just a we, feeling. we were good communicators f- from our feelings, yes. Uh, until adversity hits, then it's it's a as you yeah. guys I'm sure know it's a different beast mm-hmm. when it comes to communication. Um, yeah. But no, we just from the beginning, uh, you know, we were very honest on who we were and who we had been in previous relationships. Mm-hmm. So, and we actually kind of embrace that in one another. We're like, hey, we're not the we're not trying to put on a facade and say I've been this perfect, you know. Yeah. significant other in all my relationships like no i've messed up i've made mistakes this that and the other and we embrace mm-hmm. that in one another and that's kind of what really connected us initially off the bat right yeah i mean i think that that's something that i've loved just in the bits and pieces that we know about your guys's story from what you guys have been so honest about and vulnerable to share you know online and mm-hmm. and in social media and whatever like it's it it probably I'm assuming translates over to your own relationship, just like your guys' willingness to be honest with each other and vulnerable with each other. And, and, and in doing that kind of being able to have that accelerated, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. It's, it's, it's been, but it's been a learning, obviously, as you guys know, with, with, you know, infidelity, infidelity and affairs and issues that, that I've had and that we've had in our relationship. It's, um, you know, the communication aspect, it's we're still learning. I mean, we just yeah. were trying to communicate yesterday and, and certain things on how we get triggered or, or what comes up for us individually and whether it past trauma or whatever it may be or how we interpret something. It's just it's 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 hard. To, it's hard to communicate. It really is. And like yeah. last yeah. night, we, we got in, kind of into a little tiff because. I was kind of more defensive and overly sensitive to something when I made up or I projected what she was, you know, saying to me and it was just a miss and those things happen, Mm -hmm. but it's about learning and and learning for the next time on how to address it. But yeah. Yeah, So let's, Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh no. I was just gonna say like, I just think like, you know, were we the great communicators in the beginning? I think we, we tried, but I think, I think over the years, especially in the last, you know, year and a half, two years is when we've really made our impact on being better communicators and, and learning the tools on how to get there. So I would say in the past, honestly, the past year has been the best that we've really just, you know, tried to listen to the other person's feelings and to try to communicate from, from a better place. But it's taken, you know, what, four years to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love so, that because you're, you're trying. Um, yeah. But hold on, babe, bef- before we kind of roll on on this back up a little bit and kind of tell us exactly for the listeners and people that might not know your guys' story what the story is because Mike as you mentioned there was mm-hmm. some infidelity you guys have gone you guys have been very open about the struggle you guys are still together you're making it work and before we kind of get into how and we want to learn from you guys through yes, this yes. Uh, just share a little bit about what exactly happened and kind of catch the catch I mean the what you feel up. comfortable sharing yeah. obviously no, and you uh, know yeah. but 
we're, I mean, we're very, as you guys know, very open and, and comfortable just because we've addressed it. You know, we've been through it time and time again with each other. So we don't get as, you know, triggered or, or anything yeah. when we discuss it, but no, throughout our relationship, um, it got to a point where I was in a bad place and, 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 uh, having affairs and, you know, there's infidelity throughout the majority of our relationship and our marriage, um, that later on got discovered in the summer of 2016. Yeah. So, um, it was tough. It was, uh, you know, I ended up Super seeking tough. treatment for sex addiction and did inpatient treatment for mm-hmm. 60 days. And that's something where, you know, originally came across as kind of an ultimatum by Jana. It's like, you need to go mm-hmm. figure out what's going on or I'm gone. And so at that yeah. point, I'm willing, I'm willing to save face and try to do anything I can. And it wasn't, thank goodness she did, because then I was able to learn more about myself and kind of where my issues come from. Um, yeah. So th- th- that's a part of it that not everybody kind of addresses or, or knows per se is the addiction piece of it. But it's just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I made a lot of bad choices. And th- the most unfortunate part of it is, like I was talking about Jan and I's relationship, we were able to connect so quickly because like I said, we're able to be honest with one another and, you know, appreciate who each other were in previous relationships and that we were so honest about that we weren't great, you know, significant others. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. unfortunate that Jana was able to do the work and change for me and I wasn't able to change for her. And so that's still Mm -hmm. something to this day that kind of brings shame and guilt kind of for me and pain that knowing that Jana did so much work and really, really, really tried and, you know, little did I know at the time that it was an addiction aspect to it, but still it's, you know, I'm still yeah. an adult and I can make des- decisions and choices and I made the wrong ones. So it's difficult. So yeah. What do you think was kind of like the best or most helpful thing that Janet did for you during that time? Um, like, was there anything, I'm just thinking through this. Was there anything that was just like, wow, that was like encouraging you to go or maybe well, just, I, I'm thinking just the fact that she said like, go get help or I'm leaving. Like yeah. she gave you an option. Yeah. It's during that time. I mean, it was pretty, we didn't really have much communication. Mm-hmm. Right, honey. I yeah. mean, she would, she just wasn't ready. She was too hurt. And, and I understand yeah, that. Sure. Yeah. And so, um, I wrote her a letter. Like you guys are talking about love letters. <laughs> I wrote her a letter every single day. And when I was gone, when I was away, and that's something I told her from the beginning. In in her mind, she was kind of like, "Yeah, right. We'll see." And she's told me to this day that Hmm. one of the reasons that she decided to give it a shot was because my letters. Hmm. Yeah, I I would. I mean, he would call me from treatment, but I wouldn't pick up the phone. So I would, but I would wait. I would wait for the mailbox every day at three o'clock because I knew that's when the mail guy was coming. So I wasn't ready to talk to him, but I wanted to read his letters. Yeah. Mm. Wow. There's something about those yeah. letters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, there, there really is. I mean, to, wow. because to go back yeah. to what you guys are talking about. So it's yeah. that I think there because there wasn't much communication. I mean, the the only thing I had to hang on to was that I didn't have divorce papers <laughs> yeah. in my in front of me. I honestly that was the only thing. So during that time, it was so bad that it wasn't necessarily yeah. anything that she did. It was the fact that she was willing to fight enough because she didn't send me papers and I was willing to follow through and fight to get my wife, to get my family back. Yeah. 
So, so Jana, what made you like, I'm just curious, you know, do you, did you have friends and family sort of like pushing you to, to make it work or to leave? Or did you just, was this like a decision that you had, you know, on your own, you were like, I just, I have to make it work. I have to fight for this or um, like, what made you stay? And I'm sure you get asked that a lot, but no, how- um, my, my daughter is what is, is, is how I stayed. Um, mm-hmm. I had every single friend telling me to leave. Uh, I had my lawyer saying, you need to file immediately. Um, I mean, I had, you know, from, from every single friend to, to family family being like, you you need to leave. Like he's not going to change. Um, sorry. And then, uh, but it was just, you know, I can't, I came from a divorced family and I just, I wanted to be able to look in my daughter's eyes and say, I, I tried, like I gave it a Mm. shot because it's so easy to leave nowadays. Yeah. I mean, it's just so easy. It's so easy to get a divorce and be like, that's it. Mm. I'm done. Yeah. I had every reason to leave. I had every reason totally. to walk yep. away. Yeah. But my therapist said, give it one year after a hmm. big traumatic thing like this, like you need to give it a year. And I'm like, to me, that just sounded crazy. Um, but wow. I just, there was something in my heart that I had to, that just told me I, it, it wasn't done yet. I, mm. We weren't done. Wow. And, and you know, again, my daughter, I just, I just needed I did. I just didn't want that for her. I wanted to be like, you know, if, if we were to get divorced now, yes, it would be awful, but I could say we tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I can, yeah. and I can you gave live it everything with that, you could, you know, right. like, and I can live with that decision. Right. Yeah. I know that's, yeah, wow. this is extremely, extremely powerful. Like what an insane, uh, testimony to be able to work through it and then be where you guys are at now. When to your point it is, I mean, we're, we're, in a culture of if it's broke, get a new one. Like we don't know, not only do we not fix anything anymore, we don't know how. And it hasn't really been modeled very well. And to see people like you guys modeling the process and the steps to get past something this this intense is just remarkable. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to, yeah, I kind of want to like, would you guys have anything to share with us and our listeners as like, what were kind of some steps taken that you found were helpful or useful to process shame, process guilt, process forgiveness? Like what are just kind of- Regain trust or yeah. even if you're there yet. I mean, like we don't know. Like if there were like three, five, but- <laughs> five things you had to share with us and people, um, what, what would they kind of be? Let's kind of hang out here for just a minute. I think, go ahead. No, oh, I would just say first off, it's time. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know- I, I would say to my therapist, you know, she'd say, it's going to take time. I'm like, no, I'm always going to think about what he did every second of every single day. And now it's like, maybe I only think about it once a day or every other day where it's like, but Mm. truly time lessens that intensity. Yeah. And, Mm. and then also, uh, you know, the building blocks, like we talk about. So it's, if he does something that is, how do I say that? Like, it's, it's basically kind of like along with Jana saying it's, it's not making any any decisions and giving it time. And so with the building blocks, it's all right. You know what our therapist was, would tell Jana is look, when he does something to build a block of trust, you can't take that and be like, and, and, and believe that you're going to feel a hundred percent trust right away. You have to take yeah. it piece by piece and knowing that each situation and each scenario is just one Lego piece that you're yeah. putting, <laughs> putting on top of the other. So it's, it's not like I do something right. And all of a sudden it's like, you can trust me, which, which is a battle for both of us, which is kind of how I would be at the beginning. 
when I when I was trying to learn patience and practice patience, <coughs> excuse me, and mm-hmm. for her to learn as well to know that she's not going to feel this rush of trust just because I did one thing right. So it's just kind of yeah. playing that back and forth, a cat and mouse game of, of just together having the patience to put these things one after the other consistently. And that is the thing is just consistency with these building blocks. And like Jana said, it really hasn't been for, uh, until the last year that we've been able to be consistent. And I've been able to be consistent with showing her these changes. But because, how do you think you got out of your, cause that's, that's you getting out of your shame. So how did, how, like, what was it that like got you out of your shame or not yeah. that like, cause you're still, you still go in at times, but like, yeah. what was it like where, so that you didn't live in that? Cause that's where you were living the past like year after rehab, you know? Mm. It was, it was more, it was learning how to, instead of feel shame, like lean into empathy. And so instead of thinking about how I was feeling in a moment or how a situation made me feel, trying to do the work to be like, wait, enough about me. How does this make Jana feel? Like, oh my gosh, like I can't imagine like being in her shoes and feeling this and and experiencing that. So it really wasn't until I was able to flip that switch in my brain and, and consciously tell myself that, wait, how does she feel? How does this make her feel? Um, that I was really able to get out of that shame on a consistent basis. Hey guys, want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about our brand new Love More sweatshirts that just launched a few weeks ago, and we are so excited about them. Um, this sweatshirt was inspired by our book, A Love Letter Life, and it was exclusively given as a gift to people who have inspired and mentored us and encouraged us along the journey of writing this book. But because of an outpouring of requests to sell it in our shop, we decided to make it available to everyone. So these Love More crew neck sweatshirts with embroidered typewriter font are a daily reminder that you you can always love more. So grab one for you and your loved one. They're super soft and cozy. We promise you'll never want to take it off. Head to alwaysmore.com to get one for you and your loved one. And I can't, I mean, I can only imagine like just the like effects that that would have, or I don't know, Jana, like on you, like did is there, were there times where like that shame and guilt, like that he was feeling that you used as leverage or like, was that like, how did you, how do you let that go and sort of move towards forgiving him and receiving him in this new light, like I building block after building block, you know? Yeah. I think it's just about like, see, cause you know, sometimes the blocks would come down and it's just, you know, you start to yeah. think like, God, this is, you know, is this ever getting it better? But mm. I feel like for us, you know, I was able to see enough consistent change. So, yeah. and, and that he was also, cause it, you know, I was putting in the work, but he also has to put in his work too. So two people have to be willing to work because if I was constantly shaming him and yelling at him and screaming at him, well, I wouldn't want him to stay in that relationship either. Yeah. You know, like that would, that's not healthy for him. So like I had to get to a point where I had to do my work to say, okay, I can't do this every day. I can't shame him every single day mm-hmm. because it's, you know, it's not going to be helpful for anybody. So I think I had to get to that point, which helped, you know, him find empathy for me. Yeah. Which to Jana's point, that takes time and a lot of work too, is because initially Jana, you know, the person who's the victim, you don't want to look, you know, you don't want to be introspective and be like, what can I do to help this? You're just Mm -hmm. sitting there like, no, you did this. Like you Mm -hmm. caused this. You're the reason. And so 
I don't blame yeah. anybody in that situation, like Jana's position. Of course, you're going to feel that way. So for Jana to get to the point where she wasn't necessarily pointing the finger as much and, and, and able to realize that, hey, I have a part in this. Yes, I didn't do anything. I, I wasn't the one that caused him to do these behaviors, but I have a part in this now and how we recover together. And if there's a, a possibility of us, you know, reconciling. Right. Yeah. So it sounds like, wow. it, well, yeah. first of all, and Mike, that then goes back to your consistency. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. it, right. it was your consistency that even when the blocks did come down, it helped remind her that they were still there, right. you know, but, but also to Jana's point or to, on her side of things, like she obviously wanted reconciliation. So like, was there something, cause you guys both obviously, I mean, you wanted to get through this. You wanted that picture, that image at the end, quote unquote, that success of coming through this trial. So did you guys have anything you were like looking at, looking for? I mean, I know your daughter was a huge, huge reason um, for it, but like, cause there had to have been something you guys were kind of maybe mentally I mean, thinking about, yeah, go on. Our, our, our daughter was obviously one, but then, you know, we got, we got pregnant again. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's another was, piece of the story. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, it was in a time where we were kind of on the outs again a little bit. We were on we, the yeah, outs. Where it was just like, you know, I'm done pretty much. And then I, you know, mm-hmm. ended up getting pregnant again. And that's, that was when everything really truly shifted for us. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, but before that too, to get through that first year, because it wasn't until like a year later that we got pregnant again, mm-hmm. that first year, you know, getting through both of our sides of feelings. I mean, we had moments where we prayed together, you know, where it's like, what, like we've, we see therapists, we, you know, we talk to everyone that we can in a support system. I go to meetings, we do this, we do that. Like, you know, what else can we do? And it Mm -hmm. is at, at some point we just had to be like, you know what, we're doing everything in our power that we can. We have to, count on the man upstairs to mm-hmm. if this is meant to be he's going to help guide us through this in some way you know some way shape or form so yeah we had moments where we just had to like let go and, and just you know verbally pray out loud with one another and be like please like help us like with this like yeah we're that's... we're both in so much pain in different ways mm. how is this how do we live through this wow yeah that's, I mean, it's so beautiful in a way just to see your guys's humility and like to have gone through the struggles that you have and the adversity that you have. Like, I don't know. I feel like people that go through things like this, like they just, they have such a deeper perspective on things and like almost like, and in a way it strengthens you because you guys are having to do all this hard work of going to these therapists and, and praying together and, and going to therapy together and processing all of these heavy emotions and things that like, that's a maturing process. That's a growing and refining process that like, you know, the hope is that it ends up working out for the better, you know, at the end of the day, but like, it's just beautiful in a way that like, almost like the, the, the terror, like the, the struggle and the hardship from it may end up being the thing that makes your marriage stronger than other people's who haven't been through those kinds of things and haven't had to do that kind of hard work on their marriage, you know, like it's just, yeah. I I remember when this all happened, I was just like, I was envious of the people that had, you know, the happy marriage. And I was Mm. just like, why, like, 
I wish that was, was my life, my marriage. Like, and then I look now at those other marriages and I'm like, man, I'm, I love our relationship better yeah. than, than yeah, those yeah, because I'm right. like, we are on such a deeper level than what, mm. you know, than, than what I used to be envious of. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And to back up Jana's cool. point, it, it's interesting that. because now we're in a place and we hear friends that come to us and maybe vent to us about their- the people that, that, that wanted us to divorce and said we had <laughs> terrible marriage are now coming to us for like help. For help. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, guys, what a testimony. Yeah. That's right. like and, amazing. And it's, it's funny because what where we kind of realized that the shift is is that when you first go to therapy at least in our experience when you go to whether it's couples or individual you want to spend majority of the time talking about what your spouse or what your partner is doing wrong and what they do to 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 make you upset or cause you to feel a certain way yeah but eventually you get over that hurdle and you realize wait i'm not supposed to be in here complaining about my spouse i'm supposed to be in here working on myself Mm. Yeah, and so good. we, really we through all the therapy, we were finally able to both get to a place where it's like we're not going into therapy, going through our phone, writing, you know, remembering all the stuff that the other person said, <laughs> yeah. and like, well, they said this yeah. and this and this. No, it's like, wait, this is how this is what's going on in my life. This is how it's making me feel. Yeah, let's do some more introspective work and figure it out. Yeah. So I think that's where the shift for us. Why we have a couple friends that come to us now because <laughs> they might go to therapy, but they're still, still stuck in the phase of pointing the finger and saying they're doing this and causing me to feel this way. Well, you got to look inside and and realize what you can do about it. Yeah, that's good. Do you guys have friends now though, that are supportive of your decision to, you know, stay together and keep working on things. And do you have people that are encouraging you guys? A hundred percent. Everyone's so proud of, of, of both of us. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think through our struggles, people have really done intro, intro, what's that? Introspection. Introspection on on their marriage, which I think has been really cool. Yeah, for sure. It took time though for family and friends to come around, especially family. Yeah. I mean, they're, Oh, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, but look at us now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, I'm just hearing this and I'm like, wow, there is truly glory found on the road less traveled. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yep. it's just so, it's so cool. Um, yeah. I had a, a thought just, oh, first of all, I was thinking like, it's kind of like, I mean, not to say, not to equate marriages to cars, but like if you're given, <laughs> if you're oh, dear. given a nice car, it's like, <laughs> you just, you just, I don't know. There's just a less of a intentionality or respect, I guess, that can be found in it. But like when you've got to like work for your car, pay for your car, mm-hmm. all those other things, like this is just to draw a parallel with just the amount of work that you guys have put into your um, marriage. What we were saying a second ago, you appreciate it more. about the perspective you guys have now. Wow, people are going to be coming to you for for a long, long, long time. It's so cool. Right. This you know what we should do all, all of us. We should do like a a marriage love council. Like we should do like a a, a weekend thing where we do like a yeah. conference, a retreat. And a retreat speech be- thing. You know, fantastic. Don't tell them yeah. that yet. Yeah, sorry. I'm like, it'd be really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. No, that's um, yeah. I do have stuff. a question though. Like, what are you, your guys's like boundaries right now? Or what were they? Or did you guys not have any? Or do you guys have any now? Is this something you guys talk about? Um, because we we always say, and something we said in our book was, it takes more than trust to protect something. Mm-hmm. And the idea there is like, yeah, you can trust your spouse, but it takes more than trust to protect your marriage. Um, and so like, what are some of your guys' like boundaries? Are you guys, do you guys have any now? Or how are you kind of practically working through this right now? 
In the very beginning, there were definitely boundaries for safety for me um, that were, you know, they, they may have, be, have been extreme. Um, they've lessened now just because, you know, I, I do trust him more, but you know, there are certain mm, things. Yeah. We have Life360 on the phone um, just mm-hmm. to... I don't know. It's not like it's like a tracking, but it's a no. But it that you know, something like what that. is it? Honestly, it's better because instead of saying like, "Hey, when are you going to be home from the grocery store?" It's like, "Oh, I can just pull that up." So that no, I, I love it. Kind of what is it? It's like it's, is it like find my friends or something? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like find my okay. friends. Yeah. It's like okay. it's called Life Three Hundred and Sixty, and that's something so you can that just see where they are. When, yeah, when we first yeah when we first got it, it's one of those things because of like my shame and and my issues of going through everything. It makes me feel like a kid, like you have to track where I'm at. But again, now it's, yeah. it's not about that. It's about, it's a boundary. It's, it's safety where for sure for me, knowing that I'm able to provide that for Jana, knowing yeah. that yeah. at any moment, if I have bad service or for whatever reason, we haven't communicated in a while and she wants to see where I'm at. I love the fact that she can, because that is, that is a building block in itself for me to say, Hey, I'm at this place. And for her to, have oh, so proof good. of that and see that it's like those are constant building blocks that now yeah. we probably don't even acknowledge but when you see it on the phone and it's, and it's validated you're like okay okay so it's just it's things like that it's it's just being aware of situations or scenarios that we put ourselves in um you know some some situations we just avoid altogether and you know mm-hmm. whether it's certain social things like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I'm not ready for him to go to a bar. It's just something yeah. that I'm just not ready yet. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't trust. I just, for me, I just right now, you know, maybe the next couple months, maybe the year, I don't yeah, know. But yeah. right yeah. now, this is just yeah. something that I'm just not comfortable with yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he's, he's, he doesn't fight me on it, which makes me less triggered so now i'm like oh then 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 go because i because he doesn't fight me like before like right. like before he'd be like i don't understand why i can't like whatever. yeah so yeah that makes me like more heightened but now if i was to say that and he's like yeah babe no worries i'd be like well i mean actually like if you want to go like go <laughs> you know? that, that literally <laughs> happens and it's, it's funny and that's where the shift is because again like Jana said at the beginning i would be a child about it. Like, like you're telling a kid, you can't have ice cream. Like I'm like kicking and screaming in my own way because I'm being told what I can or can't do. But then Mm -hmm. again, it's all about, instead of thinking about my feelings, it's like I was talking about earlier, leaning into the empathy of the situation and being like, wait, let me, how does this make Jana feel? Why does she feel this way? Oh, this is why. Okay. I can totally understand why this would be, this would feel unsafe to you or this would be triggering. So Honestly, our boundaries, like, there's not really much that's an issue. No, I mean, it's just open. It's like, hey, this this guy texted me. I wanted you to see it. I got a right. random yep. text message yeah. from this one guy. Or, like, he'll be like, hey, this girl, I don't know who she is. Like, whatever. Like, it's just, right. like, yep. you have the wrong number, whatever. It's just, it is like, if you want to do more research and look at the phone bill, you can totally do that. So, right. I think it's just having that being transparency. Open. Whether I want to look at it or not, it's being like, again, here it is. If you want to look right. at it, it's it's here. And yeah. then I'm like, right. no, I'm good. Because at the beginning, yeah. I'd be like, I would skim through the phone bill. I'm like, I don't want to live my life like that anymore. No. Yeah, you know? that's that's good. And, 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 like, and, and like Jana said, oh, I'm sorry, Jamie, go ahead. No, no, go on, <clears throat> go on, Mike. I was just going to just follow up on what Jana said about even though she didn't do anything wrong or or there was no wrongdoing on her part outside, stepping outside of our marriage, the fact that she's willing to come to me and say, hey, 
so-and-so texted me, I didn't text him or, you know, someone from her past or whatever it may be, or just a guy I don't know. And he texted her, he'll be, she'll be like, she'll bring it to me and just show me. And that's just mutual respect, you know, yes, where it's yes. regard, that's not, that that's not about so. you're the, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. I don't have to show you anything, which understandably so was her point of view at the beginning, which anyone in her shoes would feel that way. Mm-hmm. But we're able to get to the place where she it's just, again, it's mutual respect. It's respecting your, your partner. That's all it is. Definitely. And it's, it's not to say that like, that's not a trust thing to your point. I love that you said that because right. that's, that's a respect thing. It's like, right. yes, you two have, have built back trust at this point. I would say like you guys may trust each other, but there's more, that's a respect thing. So that's so good because we have, we have boundaries around um, hanging, doing one-on-ones with the opposite sex. Like how much time yes. do we spend? Yep. And yep. like, yes, you've got employees. Yes, you can work with people. I'm not saying right. you can't have any friends. Don't take the op- it to the extreme. Just yeah. Right. yeah. But yeah. there should be boundaries set in place as far as like the consistency in which mm-hmm. this happens. How, mm-hmm. like, at what time of the night are you texting this person? And that's not to say I don't trust Audrey and Audrey doesn't trust me. That's to say that we value something more important than that friendship. And that is our marriage. And this goes back, Mike, I just want to make this point. Like we have this whole thing about like your strongest desires versus your deepest desires. And I think the bar thing is such a good analogy for this because like your strongest desire at the moment might be like go into the bar, right? Mm -hmm. But your deepest desire, obviously, which is so cool to hear is to be a good husband, build a block of trust with your wife, respect your marriage and ultimately live into that freedom by saying no to certain things. Mm-hmm. And it's just so good. Like, I'm really encouraged by that. And it's like, we, I, I think how we say it in the book too, is like a lot of times, like we let our strongest desires overcome our deepest desires because that's the impulsive, immediate, mm-hmm. like quick thing that right. just seems easier at the time. And, but and like, our, how do we make <laughs> our deepest desires be the ones that overcome our strongest yeah. desires? And our like, deepest desires are that? much more like a letter than other things. They're right. slow. <laughs> they're they <laughs> take yes. patience. Yes. They're right. sometimes cumbersome. They're almost yep. never convenient. <laughs> right. I love, that. I, lo- I love that whole strongest desire versus yeah. deepest desire. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're stealing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go steal for it. it. It's Take yours. it. Steal Run it. it. <laughs> we probably stole it from someone else along the way. I'm sure. So. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, but going off of that, like what you guys, I mean, I know boundaries, like it's such a thing, but are, are there things that you guys have rhythms in your marriage or ways that you guys have sort of, you know, how do you guys play together and, and bond and have romance in your marriage? Now, like, let's let's get out of the... <laughs> Let's get out of the hard stuff for a second. Yeah. And, and well, I think just the everyday, like everyday life, we do a really good job of of working as a team. And I think that in itself coincides with fun. Like as much as, you know, doing dishes and cooking may not sound fun, we actually have fun doing it. Because like yeah. my mom loves cooking. I love cleaning. Like, so it's like we're able to like just even bond with doing s- simple things like that. Obviously, with two kids, it's hard to go out. But, yeah. you know, doing intentional time, for each other, you know, Mike's planning a date night. 
I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> Coming up right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, and, right? And Jana's personality, yeah. because I have, I told her the other day I was going to plan a date night, and she hasn't heard any updates about it. So now yeah. she's yeah. like, wait, are we still happening? doing it? Like, why <laughs> yep. haven't I gotten an itinerary yet? Dude, like, that is that's so, 100%. That is and so I'm, I'm like, just, keep, just let your man take care of this. Like, I got it. It's going to be Dude, okay. like, we switch off val- planning Valentine's Day and planning our anniversary every year. And this year... Audrey didn't hear anything about like, it wait, up until the day he before. He knows it's his year to plan Valentine's Day, right? Like, he knows. Yeah. Oh, like, and I heard it like a hundred times. I'm like, I'm like Babe, Babe, it's just, your year, like you, you said, know? Mike, like, <laughs> I, like you said, Mike, I was like, let your man handle it. Like, I got right. it. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta give him a we little bit more credit sometimes. Yeah. 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 The, the, the timelines between me, uh, female totally. and male is just completely off. Yeah. I know, yeah. but I think, like, you know, we just... The other night, like Michael was like, let's have a glass of wine on the couch and just connect. I think just Mm -hmm. talking and connecting and putting the phone down, like we said, and Mm -hmm. just, yeah, just catching up about things, not just that we see around the house. So it's like, hey, what's going on in your world that like, I don't know about. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is hard to get lost in that, especially I'm sure you guys know, like doing so much kind of business or work together. It's, you know. Yeah. If it's not about the kids, it's like, what else are you talking about? If you're you're just talking about work and getting caught up in the schedules and all that. So, right. but you still, you have friends, you still text people, you still have other conversations with people that they're not a part of. So to be able to connect with one another and make that intentional time, you know, it's not all fancy date nights and mm-hmm. great restaurants and this and that, you know. For sure. It, yeah, that was great when we had maybe just our daughter, just Jolie, and we had one kid. Well, now we have two. So. Yeah, enjoy the one kid, guys. Really yeah, enjoy I know. that. Yeah. yeah. We are. It's We're milking really, it. It's really easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't realize how easy it is until you oh, have I know. I bet. I, know. I would. I can't only imagine. And then, like, three, you're outnumbered. Like, what do you do then? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> He's, he's, he's snipping it up next week. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. no, it's, I mean, it's cool. It's encouraging to hear you guys doing that and just like setting aside the time for that because I think, you know, obviously we can totally relate to you guys. We only have one daughter right now so far, but just on the level of working together. And I know like you guys have so many things going on. Your hands are in so many different fires and like Jana, just hearing your you know, what you guys have done and accomplished already. And now Mike, you stepping into that world and doing Mm -hmm. the podcast together. And I know you guys have other entrepreneurial things that you guys are doing. And I know for Jer and I, it can a lot of the times like our date nights are dreaming up the next idea. And (laughs) and not that that's bad. Like we love that we we get to do that. Um, And we see it as a blessing. We try not to get down on ourselves for talking too much about work because it's, it's a blessing and we, and we love it. Like, why would we not? Um, But on the other sense, like we, I don't know if you guys have anything like, like this, it sounds kind of like maybe your wine glass of wine in the evening is similar, but we have this thing every Sunday night. We talked about this, I think maybe it was before the podcast even started. So, but um, we have this thing called the Mayor Journal, and it's basically our time to just connect and communicate about stuff from the week that maybe we never had a good time to talk about it. And mm-hmm. it's our time to talk about non, not necessarily work things, not necessarily kid family scheduling things, but hey, Jeremy, what brought you joy this week? And what was something that was hard for you this week? And you know, what's a dream craving or desire that's been on the forefront of your mind this week? Those are three of the questions. And they're the same six questions every week. We've been doing it for five years. And it's just like, it's such a simple, easy way to connect. Um, But I think just like what you guys are saying, like having that time to like, it's not elaborate. It's not this romantic date night thing. It's literally like us in our bed with this journal 
Mm-hmm. It sometimes takes 10 minutes, you yeah. know, we write down these answers and that's it. But it's like so vital to just have that time of like, yeah, well, going back present. to what Mike said too, though, like it doesn't need to be spontaneous. Right. Scheduling things is like, it's how you keep, it goes back to the block building they were talking. It's like, that's the consistency of it all. Yes. Like you right. need to schedule it. Yep. Consistency. And we have to, to, to mirror what you guys do. We, we had a, a check-in that we do. We actually haven't been very consistent recently because the whole house has been sick the last like two weeks. Oh, but the acronym is FANOS and it, we talk about, we share feelings, we give each other affirmations, we express any needs that we have and anything that we need to, we might need to own. That's um, so good. So it's really oh. cool. It's a great way where to alleviate any passive aggressiveness or mm-hmm. something that you felt dismissed earlier in the day or or just a chance for you to own something that instead of for it, you know, you know, building up inside of you or your partner just to be like, look, I was a little defensive or I was a little short with you on this. I'm sorry or whatever it may be. So yeah. that's something that, you know, we need to get back into more consistently because we haven't yeah, been. Yeah, because I've been super passive the past week. So we, gotta, <laughs> we haven't been able to check it. So uh, We're writing that, that down because that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, what was the A? F for feelings. <laughs> A Affirmation. is affirma- affirmations. Uh, N is needs. And then O is own. And then the S is for like sobriety. So for that aspect. So like for Jana, she just does the first four letters. For me, I check in about, hey, I went to this meeting this week or I'm, yeah. you know, I, have my, I have my group, I have this, I have that. Um, just to, so she knows kind of what the plan is for that That's week. Good. But man, love that. That's 15 a good second one. rewind on the podcast. Re listen to that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. That's a good, that's a good one. Um, so good. Well, guys, we're kind of closing up on our time now. Uh, but this has been awesome. I, I wanted yeah, thank to thank you so much, yeah, you guys. You seriously, guys. yeah. Like, we we really, I just, I love everything you guys do, and I just, you, you're you're a very inspiring couple. So. Thank you. Um, yeah. Well, so are you guys. So yeah. <laughs> this is we're, we're excited to come on your guys' show pretty soon yeah. too. So. We can't wait, and we so really excited. hope it works out where you guys can be in studio because yeah, be a yeah. Lot yeah of fun. that'd be awesome. Totally. And I mean, with you, if you guys are in, we'll definitely just dedicate a whole episode where it's just us just. Boom. Talking about all the things that we pretend we There's figured so out in marriage. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, let definitely. everyone know. Definitely. Well, I wanted to uh, end real quick with just kind of a, a quote from our book and then ask you guys kind of one f- closing question. And then maybe we got the we got these. We have our rapid fire questions, but you guys can just, you yeah, know, we could two minute right rapid fire at the end here. Right. But kind of the final question for you guys. So we believe that everyone is in the process of writing a love story. Maybe you're single and writing an exciting prologue. Maybe you're dating and have just begun the first chapter. Or maybe you're married and on chapter 15. Wherever you are at in your love story, protect it. Be intentional, get creative, and stay faithful. Question, what is an encouragement you guys could give the readers and listeners that will inspire them to pursue a love story that is creative, intentional, and faithful? What does it mean for you to pursue a love letter life? Honey? <laughs> I'm going to say we all deserve to have the great love. So give yourself grace, give yourself empathy, give the person that you're dealing with empathy and support. That's good. Support. I love that. Awesome. Babe, do you want to fire on these short three questions? Let's do it. Rapid fire, speed round. All right, guys. Mike, you go first on this one. Ready? Okay. <laughs> What is your morning routine? Or do you guys uh, have one? Uh, feed our son, get our daughter up for school, make her lunch, feed them breakfast. 
and that's about and it. Food, 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 food. Yeah, they go about our day. So <laughs> yes. it's, it's kids, kids, kids all morning, and then uh, and then we go about our day. Jumping into it, yeah. Jana, what about you? Same. So bad. Yeah. I'm going to change it, but I usually <laughs> look at Instagram first, which is awful. So I would like to change that and look at my uh, devotion book, which I'd have to probably set my alarm to do before my baby wakes up. So yeah, I'm going to work yeah. on that. But yeah, yes. uh, baby, kid, 24-7. Boom. <laughs> Um, what's the best, have you guys discovered a life hack that's been helpful? That would be helpful for us <laughs> or anybody. A life someone hack. told us your favorite other, life hack. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What was someone told one? us the other day you can, which I don't know how we didn't know this. But you can click down on the space bar and use it as a cursor. Yeah. To, to move. To oh, move. That was we didn't know changer. that. And like, like we, we live on oh, our phones. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. He's showing me that right now. I'm showing And the black and the black and white mode on your phone. Someone that had that. Right, yeah. There's just oh, been some wow. funny ones. Our life hack is a handheld mini vacuum to clean up all the baby mess. Yes. Oh, that's everything. Dude, yeah. that is my life. Black and Decker, handheld vac. I just, I have it like on our kitchen counter all the time. So I can, because we don't have a dog and we have a toddler. So it's like. Yeah. Anyways. I would probably say my, what's that called? Roomba. Oh yeah, Roomba. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, a, good that's one. a good one. Roomba or the I call the, it Jorge. The Mr. Clean, the magic eraser. <laughs> oh, Mr. Clean, I love Mr. Clean. The magic eraser with handprints on the wall and all that with kids and everything. Just yeah, that takes good. it right out. That's, that's good. good. All right, Rose and Thorn for the week. Just shoot us a higher low from the week before we send you guys off. <laughs> low for the week. Yeah, we call oh, them highs, roses and thorns. Um, yeah. Essentially, they're highs and lows. Highs and lows, roses <laughs> and thorns. It's just our tricky yeah. way of saying it. All right. My, my low of the week is not being able to breathe right now. Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah, That's a bummer. And my high of the week um, is being able to connect with you guys. Boom. Oh, uh, that's so sweet. My, my low of the week was probably us missing yesterday oh, on, yeah, our, on, our, on our conversation. Yeah. We yeah. try to we try to communicate. We just it was a miss. It was a miss. And yeah, yeah, it didn't go great. Um, well, we had I mean, one of those yesterday too, uh, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. But yeah. see, the good the good thing is that people realize is when you do the work, your rebound time yeah is yeah, significantly shorter, which has been the Amen. biggest thing we've noticed. That's a good note. Yep, that's good. Yeah. That's good. What's your rose? Um, I mean, I do have to mirror Jana. This time with you guys has been fantastic. You guys are too nice. Yeah, guys, this was really this was really fun. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much. This is an honor, and I know our listeners. There's going to be so many people that are going to be so refreshed by just the things that you guys have had to say, and so encouraged, and so met where they are at. Because I know a lot of your guys' struggles are so relatable. Yeah, you Um, guys are doing so. So thank you for being so honest. Thank you guys Thank you for having for us. Sure. Really yeah. appreciate it. We'll see you soon. Yeah, yes, we'll see you soon. Real good. quick, where can people find you? Oh yeah, uh, at Kramer Girl is basically Mike and ours. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't do social media, so anything. Yeah. Nice. On. Yeah. yeah. So at Kramer Girl is my Instagram, and then uh, Wind Down Podcast on iHeartRadio. And that's W H I N E. Yes. 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 Perfect. We'll awesome, you guys. This awesome. has been. Thanks, this guys. Has been Bye, guys. Talk yeah. to you soon. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Alrighty. All right. Well, that was our conversation with Mike and Jana. And I just love, uh, well, I love them, but I love that they took the road less traveled. And I think that takes a ton of strength and courage. And I think we can all learn from their story, draw inspiration from it. And I hope that their story and their vulnerability to tell it 
um, inspires you, gives you hope, makes you feel, I don't know, less alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we, hope, we wanted to bring on, you know, people with all different kinds of love stories that have been through all different kinds of hard things. But, and are, so, but that are doing it well. Exactly. And, and I so, think they're doing it really well. We were so. super just stoked to have them on. Yep. So hope awesome you guys to love talk this episode. to them. Sure. Wanted to remind you guys of one important thing before we say goodbye to um, for this week. We uh, always buy five of you guys coffee every single time a new episode drops. So all you got to do right now is pick up your phone, take a screenshot of this week's episode or today's episode rather, yep. and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag Jeremy and myself as well as Behind the Scenes Podcast. That's all you got to do to be entered to win coffee on us. Yes. So take a quick second and take a screenshot, save it to your phone, upload it to your IG stories. We love seeing feedback from you guys about the episode. So share a little something and tag us and you're entered to win. And we always pick five winners yep. at the end of every podcast day. And keep an eye out on your DMs because how we do that is we comb through them all and we pick five and we'll DM you, ask for your email address, and then we'll just email you your gift card so all right we will see you guys in a Tuesday. couple yeah a couple days all right have a good have a good one